Sunday Poor, we're back. Unofficial Islanders post-game show. Sitting here watching Nets Bucks. A little bit of a skirmish here. Playoff hoops uh, underway in full force. Coming off of Belmont Saturday. Any winning tickets over there? Nope. Nothing to report. <laughs> Nothing at all. Yeah. Wish I had something better for you, but no, same. Uh, two out of three business as usual. Yeah, God, we be fucking millionaires at two out of three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did go to an OTB at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday, and uh, business as usual over there, I'll tell you that. It was uh, people getting dropped off in front, walkers, <laughs> oxygen tanks, and the place was up for grabs before noon. Makes you feel good to be alive, man. That is that is a scene there. Was it was it a straight OT straight winners or was it uh No, it was Sports Haven. All right. There's so I mean, as much as I love Sports Haven, there's also something special about just one of the just hole in the wall OTB winners locations. Or it's ju- where it's just TVs with horse racing on. Ripped up tickets on the ground, people smoking cigarettes outside. Something very special about those places. Yeah, it's permanently 1981 in every OTB. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's the last. That's the last time they changed the carpets. Last time they right. clean out the ashtrays. I it's uh, it's a special place. Yeah, yeah. There's that one. That one back in Poughkeepsie. The in what like uh, the. The original Wappingers Falls. Not not the not the one of Wappingers, the one that that we used to go, like the first one you went to over there. That one was like like the classic. We, like this is when we had to bring on some people, like some of my some of my friends for uh, to interview them about the times back then. But there were some just scummy people hanging out in this thing, and we'd still just we'd go there. Like we had a friend whose uncle would like hang out there all the time, but he'd be wearing a suit and tie, just like sitting down, handicapping. But then there's also there's every there's every other scumbag in the world was there. So one guy like literally lived out of his car, go to OTB, caught him shitting in the parking lot one time. Not uh, it's, it's, it makes a bit, it just gives a place atmosphere that you can't beat anywhere else. All's fair, man. Love war OTBs. Yeah, yeah. That guy in the suit that reminds me of like Walnuts when he wore a suit to the opening of the Crazy Horse, which is like a scummy Jersey club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah class a little bit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being the most classy guy in the room, that's for sure. Right. What do they say? You got to dress for the job you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dress for, uh, dress for the place, you know, that you want to be at, even if, it's a, even if it's an OTB. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's all right. You still want to look like you're going to the Derby, you know? You still want to look like you're dressed for, you know, one of the owner's boxes of the Derby. Right, exactly. Dress the part. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, you know, if you look around, you're the best dressed person. Like my, my, my wife will ask me sometimes, like, we're going someplace and I'll, and I'll wear something. She's like, it's not too dressy. I'm like, no, what, what, what do I care if it's too dressy for what? For who? This is what I'm going to wear. I don't care if, I don't care if nobody else is wearing a, t- a you know, jacket. I wear a jacket. It's fine. You know? Yeah. If That's you're the only one not in jeans, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong? If you have a pair of dress pants on, a little yeah. pair of gray slacks, that's all right. Some slacks, some gray. Now, where the gray, gray slacks. The grays are nice. The away grays. I like the away grays. They're for dress for 
dress pants, you know, not that aren't suit pants. I like gray. All glass over there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Gray's a nice suit pant. Yeah. I mean, a nice uh, dress pant. Yeah. Saturday, despite not having that game seven to look forward to on Saturday night, a crazy Saturday night, flipping around. Game four, and it was, lo- it was local stuff, but it was game four, Islanders, game one, Nets, which that game was over, like this one's over, basically. Um, and the third, and uh, Yanks, Red Sox, which, I mean, at this point, I just hate watching the Yankees or just you know, punish myself for whatever sins I've committed in the past. Um, I mean, you just got to hope your basketball team and your hockey team could just extend these runs and milk, milk them for everything they're worth. To take be, your mind off the Yankees. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. At least take your eyeballs off the Yankees. Yeah. Forget about your mind. Your mind's going to be there, but it'll give you something to watch. The worst part about the Yankees is like people have these fixes for them now. Like, oh, let's get, let's bring in a center fielder. That'll be fine. Like, I don't think that's going to do it, man. I really don't think bringing in uh, Kettle Marte is going to be the, the answer to all our problems. No, nah, there's no fix. There's no fix. <laughs> uh, yeah, say, so yeah, LeBron did ruin. When we left, uh, I don't want to say the air, but the podcast world on Thursday night, there was still hope that there could be a Lakers Suns game uh, seven. No, I don't, think, I don't think there was when we signed off. I think hope is gone. It, well, the Suns were up nine, maybe. It was still. Oh, okay. All right. It was, <laughs> by the time I was done editing the show, it was over, I think. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> over. Uh, it wasn't much of a game. Um, so despite that, it was still a good, it was still a, a fine Belmont Saturday. The Belmont wasn't great. Eight horses, you know. Yeah. Uh, I fired up the Ninja Blender margaritas i celebrated by myself no that's nice excellent yeah yeah sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta go it alone did you watch any of the memorial the golf tournament this weekend uh wherever i was yesterday they were watching golf i assume that's what it was see i don't even know who ended up winning yesterday um because uh, i guess marikawa won but did did you see what happened on saturday over there with no. John Rom. So John Rom, we've talked about him before. Oh, okay. He, I saw him trending on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he had like he had a six shot lead. I was watching him. He was just running away with it, man. Making you know long, gigantic putts, uh, running away with it. Six six shot. I think it was a lot, like the biggest lead heading into the fourth round of this tournament. So maybe six or seven. They they show him Nance is talking. Jim Nance is talking. They show him talking to like a. PGA official or something, and he just kind of like his knees buckle and he kind of goes down like right there, hands in his face, and he's just like Nance is like I don't know he's got some sort of information from a PGA official. Does not look good though. I hope everything's okay. But the guy tested positive for COVID. It came back that he had a positive COVID test and they had a withdrawal from tournament. Guy was rolling. He was like a sure thing to win today or win yesterday. And they had a withdrawal because of the positive COVID test. Uh, ah, what are you gonna, I mean, what are you going to do? Who goes to rules? Sorry, Johnny. How's that? It's not a rule. Everybody's wearing masks, vaccinated. You know, you know the risks at this point. Everybody's on level playing field now. Let's get back out there. He would have been all right. Uh, Nobody's going near him. I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he would have, but I mean, what are you going to do? But, I mean, I'm not comparing this thing to the flu. 
but once you have the flu shots, I mean, we're not, we're not shutting shit down because of the flu, man. I know it spreads, whatever, but we had the vaccine. So like I said, everything's, everything is, you know, should level off. Let the guy play. What's the point of having the vaccines if we're going to do shit like this again? I mean, five minutes into the show and the COVID small talk had to start. It's not small yeah, talk. This is, this is COVID it's, small talk. The this, listeners this, are rolling their eyes. Right no, now. this is – no, the Memorial – John Rahm has never won a championship, has never won a major championship. Winning the Memorial would be huge for a guy like him. For him, I, maybe. I don't think anyone else would care. I mean, golf fans. <laughs> Wouldn't the golf fan give a shit? I, I, I mean, the major. There's four majors and then everything else is just – no, but that's, uh, that, could, that, that, that could, like, jumpstart your season, man. Who won the Memorial last year? Uh, I think it was Morikawa. I think Morikawa might have won last year. And how'd he do it? And he, he, he ended up winning. Catapult him into a Masters win? Morikawa won. What championship did he win last year? Morikawa did win a major. No, it wasn't Morikawa. It's not, it's not, don't, don't, don't fucking tell me I'm doing COVID small talk. I this is absolutely out. COVID small it's talk. A, it's the sports. definition. It's sports. It's not COVID. It's sports. I nipped it in the bud yesterday when we were watching game seven. They were talking about the cardboard cutouts. It might be playing out. It's like, this is COVID small talk. And, for, and, and also, it out. also, it's July 4th was the cutoff. So I'm right. Well, Wean yourself off. This is, you have to police it now because <laughs> come July 4th, that's it. I can't help it if there's an event that took place yesterday that was affected by it and the bullshit rules. It's, it's not, no, I'm not talking about, you know, do I wear a mask at Stop and Shop? John Rom, who gives a fuck? No one was watching the memorial. Oh, man, dude. Fucking NHL, <laughs> NBA. No one cares about the memorial. Oh, so you're, you're out of your element, bro. No, no, I it's, am it's, not out of my element. There's no big, way. It's a big tournament. It's a big tournament. Ten million dollar purse. Come on. It's not like they all have you big know. purses. No one cares about the memorial. Oh man, you're you're just you're, you're in miserable old man status right now. Jeez. How? How? Nobody cares about the memorial. I care about There's... the memorial. I care about it. All right, that's one. <laughs> one person. No one else is watching the memorial on Sunday. <laughs> it's what do I give a shit what other people care about? Acting like oh. I don't, care about people talk about the memorial i care Give a all fuck. right you care all right so break down the memorial go ahead i'm not breaking it down i'm breaking down the fact that the guy got robbed because these bullshit rules i mean you gotta have regulations let's move the fuck on that's what i'm saying i'm i'm pro not i don't want to have this conversation i'm pro i definitely ready. don't want to i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> pro getting rid of the covid small talk. that's why i don't want to have these kind of things happen well, it'll be a great redemption story next year for the memorial when John Ron comes out of nowhere, takes back what's his. He was hey, he's a, he's a Sunday poor favor. We had we had, we were pulling for him back at the Masters. Right, right. And, and what did he do? Nothing. I'm off the John Rom bandwagon. Oh man, he would have blew it anyways. That's, that, I, that, that's my that, hot take. That's even worse. That would that would have been amazing to watch the watch the. Uh, the John Vandeveld in the final round. That everyone would have, everyone would have talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Oh, man. Hey, man. You don't want to do notes before the show. This is what you get. Know your audience. I don't think the audience cares about the memorial. 
<laughs> well, I don't think they, I don't think they want to hear you complain about not not people not caring about the memorial. That's fair. That's fair. There's a three-minute three three minute tidbit. That's all. It's a long show. All right. All right. So John Rob got he got he got burned. It's tough. You it's said, tough break you, for John you Rob. Said, you said John Rob more than anybody in this whole conversation. So maybe you're the problem. I mean, I got. I, I'm definitely not part of the solution. Cause I don't, I don't know, I don't know where to go after, uh, after Johnny Rama. <laughs> See, you won't shut the fuck up about him now. Move the fuck. I got, I got, I got to look up John memorial Rama? notes. I wasn't prepared for memorial. What's your John Rama fixation? You shut the fuck up about <laughs> John Rama already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be pulling for him. British Open. It's, British Open is his. Uh, I got. I almost pulled a. Uh, um, Dennis Hopper and Hoosiers on my my kids' game the other day, man. These got coaches, drunk and just no, no, I didn't, no, and I was pissed. Uh, like the head coach wasn't there, so I had like the assistant coaches running the show on Saturday. And first of all, it was, eight, it was 88, 88 degrees on Saturday with, oh, a, yeah. with a light breeze, and they were like, oh, "Don't bother." Like I was in the car on the way over there because they do warm ups for like a half hour, forty five minutes before. So I'm driving over there, and I get the text. We're like, oh, we're not warming up today. Don't, you know, don't bother coming half hour early. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm five minutes away from the field because you told me to be there half hour early. So, like, then I get there. No warm-ups because of the weather. Because it's too hot. Yeah, it's too hot. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. Go ahead. So I get there, and I'm like, I'm warming my son up myself, whatever. And you got to loosen your fucking arm. What the fuck? Yeah, not not, the, not that these kids are throwing like eighty, but yeah, they just you, gotta, you, you know, get hurt up. You can get hurt up. Get into get into the baseball mode. So I go, I'm warming up with them, whatever. Then they get over there, like the coaches start moseying in. I go over to the there's two fields, and the other field is where the team we were playing was. And I go over there, and this team was whipping the ball around, like <laughs> I mean, it, like it looked like it looked like uh, the, like the an Amansky commercial. Like Tinker to Evers and Chances, you know, oh, turn two, throwing yeah. up, you'll hit and cut off man and shit. It was unbelievable watching them practice. Like, oh, man, you're going to get fucking stomped today. Then coaches always, you know, the kids to pay attention because there's a lot of this space cadets just kind of, I mean, every kid has a attention span of about 32 seconds tops. It's tough, and, yeah. Uh, telling the kids to pay attention. So there's a runner on, <laughs> there's a runner on second. And uh, there's a ground ball to the infield. And the coaches was yelling, throw it to second, throw it to second, thinking that there's a runner on first and second. I'm like, fucking telling the kids to pay attention. You're, you're just like reacting to bullshit. You know, and you're, and you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not actually paying attention. You're just, you want to yell. Get it right, man. So what's this, what was the scenario now? Plays it for, runner, runner on second, ground ball to the infield, like to the second baseman. And the, and the coach is yelling to throw it to second. Oh no! This is what I'm talking about with adults not knowing the game. This is what I'm talking about. I, I think you know. I think he knows it, but it's just the mind. The mind wasn't in it, man. You got to be locked in. Saturday, you can't tell me it's too fucking hot to play baseball on June 4th, where the fuck it was. Soft, man. Soft. I was. So, I was so. I was so fucking pissed. This is the assistant coach. Yeah, it's one of the assistant coaches. Yeah. And he's telling the kid. <sighs> And then they called. Uh, then they called my son out, looking on strikes, and they bounced it like it was like it landed behind his foot, like inside bounced. And I'm like, "Come on, man! Just fire it down the middle. Don't take some hacks." Do they use umpires in these games? 
the or does it get policed on its own? The coaches, yeah, the coaches umpire. So the co- yeah, his own coach fucking called him out looking on strikes. Oof, tough. Wanted to get out of there. Well, I mean, the, the, they have a kid pitching, and the kid doesn't can't the strike zone, right? So he gets four balls. So the kid throws four balls. The coach pitch comes in, and then, uh, and then all right, maybe throw a better fucking pitch. So that's right. He got he redeemed himself tonight, two for three tonight. But I was I was heated, man. That's you got. That's why you got to go stand at the outfield by yourself. I did. I did let it fly when when he was going throw it to second. It confused the kid. He kind of like did like one of those like looked over and was like, "There's nobody there." And I, was, I I forget what I said, but I, there's nobody on first, something like that. Just gave a quick one. Throw it to second. Oh, I was so pissed on a ground ball. Yeah, yeah, no, the play was the first. This is what I'm talking about. This lock, is this is lock that of mine. Lock it in, man. I mean, I know he knows that they're first, but he just wasn't paying attention. This guy has a son on the team? Yeah. Oh, he's constantly yelling at the kid, man. Constantly yelling at him. This is a guy who doesn't know the game as well as he should. I know he's coaching eight-year-olds. He's not coaching the Yankees. But you have to – he doesn't know the game well enough. This is a guy who does not know the game. I mean, I know he knows the plays the first, but it's just just, you have to to be locked into that game. It's – I mean, if you're going to be you're a, molding young minds. Yes. Yes. Be a fucking coach. Don't be a, yeah. It's not, you're not high school players who like know everything, you know, know what they need to know about the game. These are kids who are learning. You got to mold them. Exactly. You said it. Yeah. So oh, you, <clears throat> so on a play like that, normally do the, the, does the coach or let's say parents usually yell where the ball has to go or is um, that normal at this age? Well, a lot of times before the play, will ha- before the pitch is thrown, like the first pitch they have bat, they'll say, where's the, where's the play? And the kids will say first base or if there's runners on, you know, whatever base it is. So they'll ask them a lot of times. But, yeah, there is a lot of yelling once the play is actually happening. That was one of my least favorite things of playing Little League were not so much the coaches but parents yelling. I used uh, to hate parents. Yeah. Ne- never – I never yell for a play. It's just, it just adds to the confusion. Yeah. It's just too much. It's too much. Parents yelling, especially mothers. Oh yeah. I mean, relax. Just calm oh, yeah. down. Let the, let, let the ball players. Yeah. Take I told, care. Let the coaches handle it. I told you there's one, there's one dad who's always yelling at his kid where to, where to throw the ball. I'm like, if you didn't talk about this before the fucking game, what are you doing? Like, this is what just his kid, just his kid. He's yeah, yeah. at the balls oh, yeah. to him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what you know, my biggest pet peeve about the parents? I think we've talked about this, you and me, but not on the show. My biggest pet peeve is when the game ends and, like, the coaches have the kids, like, on one knee and they're talking. Yeah. There's three parents who jut into the, into the dugout and grab oh. all their kids' shit. Like, uh. man? Like, the kid's not going to know what's going on. Just make him clean up his own fucking shit. It's his, it's his gear. I'm pick it up. What are you doing, man? It's, emba- it's embarrassing. They, they, so, they, they, as soon as the game ends, they run right in there, man. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. I doing? don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, uh, I'll, t- I'll take a video. They got two more games this week. I'll take a video. <laughs> so, so what kind of stuff does the kid have? Like a, a bag or is it just like a glove? And Yeah, bag with the helmet, uh, helmet, bat, and uh, – 
glove if they don't have a glove with them. Does every kid have their own helmet these days? Yeah, this year you either had to bring your own or they'll provide you with one. Oh, man, times have changed. Well, that's – uh, can My I team, we used, can I, we wait, used can to I, use. Can I say it? It's because of COVID. Is that okay? To, to, to bleep that out? Yeah, we're gay. July 4th. <laughs> I mean, uh, I remember when I played, it was the same two shitty helmets. Like, one of them was falling apart. Yeah. One of them was missing, like, an air hole. All right. Oh, God, All right, so if it's, yeah, it's for, COVID-related. God, God forbid that you uh, you batted, you know, close to the, in the lineup to somebody with the same head size as you. Oh, they yeah. got the helmet first. Ugh. You got to squeeze into one of those fucking things. I, I, I mean, I always needed the biggest helmet. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, give me a big, comfy helmet. And there were times, you're right, bases loaded, and I didn't have a choice. I'd have to go up there with the fucking <laughs> little-ass helmet, man. Was like, <laughs> my brain was just, like, bleeding. Yeah, the helmet was so. Yeah, that's that's like it's like uh, they're trying to get the name Charlie M out of you or something. Exactly, like yeah. your head's in a vice, <laughs> squeezing like a fucking grapefruit. <laughs> oh man, well, you know I got one other another pet peeve of mine is major leaguers who wear the same helmets with the with like the Mark Lemke who wear the helmets with the ear protected on both sides. Like one of the cool things we're getting to the big leagues is getting a helmet with the one ear flap. Right, because when you're growing up in little league, it's two air air flaps. Always, yeah, they don't have for the for the lefty righty. Some of you, I think I saw some of you wearing it. That's why I thought about it. Mm. But I, that that always bothers me seeing a big leaguer with the double ear flap. Also, doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Why why you need the why you need it, the one in the back? What do you protect? How are you protecting the back there? Just in case, you never know. <laughs> Some, someone throws someone throws something from from the crowd. You can't be too careful. That's it's, true. Yeah. People have lost battery. their minds. It's a good point. Ah, the old battery. That's back when we used to throw real shit. John Rocker got a few batteries thrown at him. Deservedly so. Hey, you know, he, he he said something, made some insensitive comments. Yeah. Oh my god, what would happen to John Rocker these days? I hate playing that game, but like he didn't get he didn't get suspended or anything. No, we dealt with it. On, we dealt with it on the field. Well, the the Yankees did. Not the yeah, Mets got the Mets did not, yeah. five for six. The, <laughs> the Yankees stuck up for New York's honor. Yes, yeah, for, not even for their train. The Mets. I don't think they got hit off the guy in like four years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what baseball would do. Yeah, he'd definitely be suspended, fined, probably. Oh yeah, sensitivity training for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh man, I would pay to watch John Rocker sit at sensitivity training. What the hell would that look like? Where the hell was John Rocker from? He must have been from the South. Was he from the South, John Rocker? Yeah, I mean, he has to be. Was not a fan of New York. Yeah, I forget exactly what he said. Something about AIDS. Yeah, he said uh, you you take the seven train to Shea, and you have a single mother with AIDS over here, and. Slade doesn't speak English over here. I don't know. I was like, oh, you know, just very, very bad stereotypes. Not even good stereotypes. Very just bad stereotypes and nasty, just nasty way of putting it. He was, he was a real asshole. It's from Georgia, John Rocker. That makes sense. Hometown favorite of the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah. Fit right in with the uh, 
Not a long career after that. He had a couple-year peak. That was probably his peak right there in 99, and then uh, he was out of the league by 03. Steroid user, right? Almost definitely. Yeah, he was a – yeah, there's something off with that guy. He's definitely a steroid user. I, I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but he, uh, he just had, he had the look and the I mean, mental makeup. He was a little off. Yeah, he admitted to using it. And oh, he, he also, did? Okay. He also said that steroids made for a better game. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's consistent, I guess. He's in favor of it. Let's make, let's make John Rocker commissioner. Hey, I see team. more offense. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's pro offense. At this point, I think, uh, I think I'd take it. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking NBA. Uh, I got to be honest, like the Nets, they've made such quick work in these first two games that, like, I, I haven't really had to turn it on. Yeah. No, <laughs> I still haven't, like, really locked into a Nets game because I'm watching something else, and by the time I see the score, it's like – It's over. It's over. Yeah. The amazing part about the Nets, the, the Nets is, like, you, you can watch the game and not see – and like now with Harden out – but you don't see like the you don't see Kyrie or Durant do anything. It's all everybody else. They play so well together, like the the background performance plays so well together as a team. It's 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 kind of amazing how that worked out. How these guys took days off. We didn't see you know Durant was hurt. We didn't see for guys for these long stretches. But these uh, supporting the supporting cast is really <clears throat> excuse me gelled really well, and they. Uh, I mean, yeah, two two on the Bucks, and it's not been close at all. Yeah, I keep waiting for the other shoe to fall and for them to get punched in the mouth, but it's not. It hasn't come yet. I will say this about the Bucks because I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna play really well at home and be tough to beat. So okay. I think the Nets winning those first two games at home was great because NH- NHL is completely different. The home ice is just it's almost meaningless. Yeah, yeah. In the NBA, I think there is something to be said about holding serve on your home court. Mm-hmm. Now, I hate to have like the loser mentality of looking for a split. If you're the Nets, you got to go get three or games three or four, and then you're in great shape. I just feel like I don't know something. I feel like Milwaukee has a good home court. I don't know if I'm making that up in my head. Don't they have like kind of a college atmosphere there, like a rowdy, a rowdy crowd? Fear the deer. So I know about fear the deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You sound you're fear you fear the deer. I mean, the first two games couldn't have been easier. I, I just I don't know. This Nets team has to get tested at some point. I feel like they missed. I will say if it could they be missed it, we'll it's gonna be. And that could be it. The X factor has is he's not there. So uh, I mean, yeah, not nothing really to say. The Nets haven't. Uh, well, what's the deal with Harden now? It's just that no one knows anything, right? It's. This is the same hamstring he had a problem with. I don't know if it's the same one, but yeah, I don't know how I don't know how how bad it is either. We're just gonna assume he's out until he's not. Yeah, basically, just how we've been running the whole season. I mean, this was the biggest fear that you couldn't make it through. Is he the one guy of the like Durant? You can't lose Durant, but is he the one guy of the big three that you could afford to miss? Um, only because he, he does have a little bit of a spotty postseason. 
I think on I, th- I think I think if you have him or Kyrie, you're okay. I don't think if you both both of them is obviously a luxury, but I think I think you're right. Durant's kind of the the uh, the main one. I mean, you yeah, have. I mean, he needs you, to you be your best player. But I think if you have Harden, because Harden is such a good facilitator and can and can score it well. But you're right. Yeah, as far as like the playoff um, shortcomings of the past. If you can't if you can't make it work with this team, then then we know it's a problem. Yeah, but but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, that that doesn't worry me at all. I think I think him and Kyrie are not not interchangeable. No, I, no, I know. I, the playoff thing doesn't really worry me, only because Durant has to be your alpha down the stretch. Mm. He's going to yeah. take you where right, you need to right. be. Right. Then that's that's you just you just trust Kyrie more as a second. And command down the stretch than you do Harden. Like if it's if it's flip flopped. Yeah. 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 Kyrie's like a ticking time bomb, but it's for different reasons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not because he's going to miss a big shot, right? Right. I think he'll be cool on the court. Harden. Yeah. You never know on the court. Sometimes he gets a little nuts, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They haven't been. They haven't been tested yet. Uh, oh, by the way, fucking Blake Griffin. I got down to you. This guy's making threes now. He's hitting threes. I I want to say this because this Nets team hasn't been the most likable team. Mm-hmm. I never liked. Well, I should say I never liked Durant, but like the past few years, he just see he rubbed me the wrong way. So sensitive. Yeah, like I hate when athletes are sensitive. It's like, dude, you're one of the best players in the world. You're gonna get shit. Get some thicker skin. Yeah. Michael Jordan got shit. He was the best ever. LeBron gets shit. You know, like everyone gets shit if you're a great player. Uh, so I didn't like, you know, Kyrie, his act. I don't, I don't like. Jordan was always unapologetically Jordan. He was. He didn't. He didn't even acknowledge people who were trying to tear him down. Didn't even acknowledge him. Just wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Jordan doesn't even make sense. I can't even picture Jordan in this era. It doesn't make sense. Like in the social media era, it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. It's like trying to picture. Babe Ruth in this era. Like, even a guy like Jeter, I can't. And he played in this era, at least the yeah. last half of his career. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. But, anyways, Blake Griffin is actually one of the guys I, I've always been a Blake fan. He's a guy I actually don't mind rooting for. I like him coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's kind of – see, he kind of reinvented himself halfway through his career after, you know, the Lob City days because he couldn't mm-hmm. – you know, he had those injuries. Mm-hmm. He did. Like, he developed a post-game, a mid-range jumper. Yeah. The three-pointers, maybe just because I don't really watch the NBA as much anymore. I, I didn't know he was hitting threes now. Has this been going on for, like, years? What, did he hit, like, did he hit a, like, a bunch tonight? What, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I turned I, it on. Uh, he made, like, a contested three. I was like, what? What am I watching? All right. He made... I made one three. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, wait, wait. Maybe it was – did he hit a bunch in game one? All right. Maybe – I may have just turned it on at a point where he hit a three. Maybe I'm overrating his three-point shooting. He was one for two. Uh, no, in game one, he was four for nine from three. Yeah, it's what, a lot. Nine three-pointers? That's a lot of threes for Blake to be taken. It's just open season for threes now. It's like anybody could shoot him and no one will say anything. 
Yeah, there should be some sort of hierarchy. You, you, you got nobody's nobody's getting chewed out for taking a bad three, unfortunately. It's open season, man. This yeah. is, it's all fair. Just, you just chuck them. Two yeah. point two pointers, a bad shot. <sighs> yeah. Um. Real, real quick, I wanted to mention the East ones, but this West game's tipping off. You got predictions for uh, the Western Conference series? I don't want you uh, to be swayed by these first two minutes. Uh, Nuggets, Suns. Um, no, I don't. Have, I don't have a prediction. I think. Uh, I'm going to give one just to put the whammy on someone. Suns were. Good. I don't know. Is Joe? Joe going to carry the team? Is he going to? Is he as good? I, I don't really watch either of these teams. It's this Chris Me neither. Ball. That's why I love I this, making a prediction. Like Booker was great last year, and people, I don't know, people seem to love Chris Paul. I do not like Chris Paul at all. All right. So, uh, yeah, Nuggets in six. There you go. All right. I'm going to give Nuggets in seven. I'm going against the green. Okay. What all about right. Clippers Jazz? Um, <laughs> Clippers. Clippers in Clippers in six. <laughs> Clippers in six, same here. I'm on Clippers yeah. in six. Yeah. So both dogs in both series. I'll say this about the Clippers. I there's something there was something there's been something missing from the Clippers. I remember I picked them last year to go mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. And then, then they blew that three one lead to Denver in the second round. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't really put my finger on what was missing, but if I mean Kawhi in Game Six and Seven, like if he's going to play like that, they could absolutely win it all. Like yeah. that was the first time since Kawhi's been a Clipper where it was like, oh fuck, yeah. it's Kawhi. Yeah, I thought that was going to win. Uh, it was Friday night. I thought Dallas was going to win, man. They came out. That was, I said it was appointment television. I locked into it. Oh, it the crowd was hot. The it crowd was so hot. And I was like, they're going to ride this crowd. Your TV predictions are spot on. Whatever jinxes Sunday Poor puts on shit, it's not on TV. No, I know a big game. I might not pick the big game, but I know a big game. Yeah. Now it was huge. Uh, and, yeah. then, and Kawhi just – would not let them lose that game. And then game seven, by the time they got to game seven. Um, I wonder if they're factoring in the fact that they're not really letting fans into L.A. I wonder if Utah would be a bit – I mean, uh, Clippers would be – because I saw that Utah's a slight favorite for the, for the uh, series. I don't know. Start letting your fans in. That's all I'll say. I mean, fuck. Clippers, man. It's the Clippers, man. <laughs> like, come on. How often is this ever going to happen? Is that Guy Fieri? Yeah, that's enough right there to root for Denver. <laughs> Guy Fieri. What is, at, at what point, like, I know if you're famous, the standards are a little bit different or the playbook, whatever you want to say, the rules. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at what point do you have to stop uh, doing, like, bleach blonde highlights or whatever i mean i know it's different when you're in the public eye it's more acceptable like i couldn't do that that's his that's his signature though he's just a goof he is he's definitely a goof you think he's a cool guy to hang out with unpopular opinion yeah i think he probably is hard to hang out with 
He probably is. He knows. But, he knows. He knows a lot of cool places to go. He knows where to go. <laughs> he's like Zagat, you know. Yeah he'll, bring, yeah, he'll bring you to the right place. It's just the bleach blind. He also does the thing with the uh, the sunglasses in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. It's I'm too not, much. I'm not copying his style or anything. Right, but he's, I bet, he's a little too guy fieri sometimes. I bet he wins you. I bet he wins you over. I, I would never eat one of his restaurants. I've never seen his menu, but I assume it's just like the worst, like Americana type. Oh yeah, you know, just heavy on the cheese and grease and stuff. Uh, I have no interest in eating that. American, either. yeah, American bar food, probably right, like a sports yeah, bar, but like place. But like times. I just imagine everything's big and sloppy and uh, yeah, disgusting. Uh, but I bet he wins you over in probably two and a half minutes. And all was it him? Yeah, that, he probably would. Was it him that he cooked? For, uh, my, I might be mixing up, mixing up my celebrity chefs. But I think he cooked for Stallone, and Stallone brought Pacino, like as a surprise. <laughs> and number one, Pacino liked whatever he cooked, if it was actually him, and like. It was awesome. It was kind of awesome to watch him, like, be like, holy shit. Like, they had, like, took video of him on the side, like, holy shit, Al Pacino is here. Scarface, Michael Corleone is here. Like, kind of like, he couldn't believe it. I think it was him. Was this on one of his shows? No, it was just at Stallone's house. And it's like, he was doing something for Stallone or hanging out with Stallone and he was cooking for him, or whatever. And uh, he invited Al over. And that was it. That's a lot of pressure. So yes, thing. Can you imagine your signature being sunglasses in the back of your head, frosted tips, and then Al Pacino walks in, and then you have to present yourself as that to fucking Al Pacino? Like, oh shit, Al, can I just go wash this shit on my hair, please, and put on some regular clothes instead of this, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, a bowling shirt with lightning bolts going down the middle of it, please? <laughs> can, I, can I please go change? Something more yeah. respectful. I mean, he loves be he loved being Guy Fieri. Yeah, he just right. leans into the gimmick. He just leans yeah. into it. That's yeah. why it's acceptable because it's if he was just a, that if he was just that guy, it wouldn't work. It's just a normal dude. It just wouldn't work. Al Pacino, just like who the fuck is this weirdo? But you got a little bit of you know you got some credits next to your name. You get to cook for Al Pacino. I think there's probably still a little bit of who the fuck is this guy in Al. Because he's, he's a celebrity chef. <laughs> he's not a, he's not a, is that exactly what he is? Because I I, the only way Guy Fieri jumped on the screen to me was the diners, drive-ins show yeah, but on I think Food he, Network. But I think that's how these people get. Like, they have a personality. They're in the food business somehow. They have a personality, and then they kind of find their way right. into this kind of stuff. Like, what's his face? Taffer. Yeah, Taffer, yeah. He was a yep. bar owner, Taffer, right? I think so. I think so. My favorite part about Taffer and that show, they always do like the, uh, do you watch the show a lot? The uh, Bar Rescue? Um, I, I can't say a lot, but I've seen some. So it's, it's like the same order of operations every time you throw it on, right? It's so, like a law and order. It's the same shit. Right, yeah. The formula remains the same. They go in, they call on all their shit. They just said, right, you got to get it all together. Let me see how you operate. We're going to do a stress test. And they do the stress test, which is just like they do like a day of training. Like, okay, here's a new drink. Here's like two new menu items. We're going to put 150 people into your restaurant, something they could not possibly handle. 
And like they fuck it up, and he's like, "Shut it down." I'm like, "Motherfucker!" You had one day of training, and they have more people coming through here than they ever did. Like they usually have six guys playing pool and a <laughs> couple of drunk college broads over there. They have a hundred yeah. coming in ordering a new, a new drink and a new sandwich on the menu. <laughs> like, of course, of course, they're made to fail. It's a stress test. But it always makes me. It's still, still, I you know, before you know it, I'm watching like two or three in a row. So. Yeah, I always like the bars before they get changed, though. That's my thing. Yeah. Sometimes they, 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 you know, they, sometimes, I don't know, it's like putting lipstick on a pig sometimes. Yeah. This is a pig's a pig. It's a dive bar is a dive bar sometimes. Yeah. All right. You want to clean everything, make it clean. You don't want there to be, uh, whatever, mold in the fucking kitchen. I get yeah. that. Yeah. We do want some bleach in the kitchen. Yeah. So here you go. I got, I was hoping there were some like uh, some good names on the Guy Fieri menu. Nothing really, nothing really pops out. He's um, got a chain restaurant, right? Yeah, this one's at Foxwoods. But, I was gonna uh, say airports. He's probably big in airports. Oh, I probably love it in an airport. I'd go to a Guy Fieri's restaurant if I was in an airport. Casino. I don't know about that. My- I'd find something better. Motley Q pulled pork. That's like the most clever name on air. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's all very standard American stuff. Mac and cheese. Get a burger. You get a bur- a burger and a beer at Guy Fieri's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong. Bacon mac and cheeseburger, first me- item on the menu. <laughs> Trash can nachos. Uh, yeah. Pulled pork, chicken, bacon, ranch, pastrami, chicken, fried chicken, steak, fries, Cajun. Oh, here you go. This is this is this is what makes me feel like disgusted with the Guy Fieri menu. Okay, C- Cajun chicken Alfredo. That sounds disgusting. Uh, there's always one of those weird pasta dishes on all those American menus. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you gotta. I mean, you gotta realize who's going to these restaurants a lot of the time. Yeah, I want to see who's ordering the Cajun chicken Alfredo. Stay the well, what do you think Guy Fieri's fan base looks like? <laughs> like his real hot diehard <laughs> demographic. I mean, a lot of the people that watch the Food Network. I mean, I, I'm, I watch Food Network. I'm not. Yeah, I'm a, to, I'm a Food uh, Network guy. Yeah, Food right. Network, Cooking Channel, Travel Channel, whatever the food shows are on. I'm, I'm in. I'm in on those. Right. But somebody who's a diehard Guy Fieri fan watches every one of his uh, diner show, or whatever. You know, could be a little bit of a like white trash element to there, and that person is definitely ordering the Cajun Alfredo. For oh sure. yeah, with a with a having a spiked Kool Aid on the side. <laughs> yeah, or the, or the tattooed mojito, the steak fries, the tattoo. Well, let's not. Ju- I might get that. I might try. No, I would drink. I think I would have everything on in this martinis and cocktails menu here. The OG Gimlet? Oh, definitely do that. Gimlet. Is uh, gin in a Gimlet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What else you got? I don't drink enough, don't drink enough gin. You keep gin in the house. You keep gin in the house? Beef yeah. right? Yeah. I got uh, – is it gone? No, I got beef eater right there. Yep. What do you do with it? Tonic? Uh, no, I do mar- martinis. I started doing gin martinis. Oh, martinis. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. Oh, I do like the I like I like the vodka martinis, like the gym martinis. I do them both. They're good. 
Yeah, I ordered a gin martini recently. Nice. I think it was the first time I'd ever had. Good. Would you, would you put an olives twist? Because gin is like a little more. I go olives. I always go olives because I just yeah. like the green olives. Yeah. I'm a mark for those. It's part. It's like the main reason. Yeah. I get them. <laughs> you know, you guys it's unacceptable. There's actually a nice restaurant I go to that puts like those olives out as almost on, like they put them on the table. Ooh, nice. Not the not the green ones, but uh, I don't know what the other ones are called. The uh, like purplish olives. Oh, the Kalamata? Kalamatas? Yeah, yeah, Kalamatas, yeah. Do you like the um like the like the black wrinkled ones? Cured yeah, the olives? only olive I don't really like are the black ones. Like the that you put in a garden salad. Oh no, I love the black. Nah, I'm a, nah, I'm a green, I'm a green olive guy. I celebrate uh, the entire olive family. I, I, I can't, I can't get into the, I can't get into the black olives. All right. I like a nice green olive stuffed with a gut with garlic or stuffed with jalapeno. That's good stuff. How about gorgonzola? I don't know. I'm not a big gorgonzola guy. I think I would like that though. I've never tried it. I've always kind of shut away from that kind of stuff. But I had gorgonzola over the weekend, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is not bad. I like gorgonzola is an underrated cheese. I, I'm I'm always one to call out the pretentious cheeses because people <laughs> overdo it with the cheeses. Gorgonzola is a good one. <laughs> what is the most pretentious cheese that you got? I would say brie has to be. Brie's very. Pretentious. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even touch. Yeah, I don't want brie anywhere near me. Yeah. Is brie the one that you like smear on crackers? Um, sounds right. You know what? And with pretentious cheeses, there are also pretentious crackers. Like the ones that are very thin uh, and like breakable. Too fa- yeah, too fancy for their own good. Dainty fucking crackers. I need a cracker that could hold up to some serious cheese. If you, yeah, a fucking Triscuit, you gotta be able to dip it. You gotta be able to dip yeah, a cracker. Yeah. Yeah, Triscuit is the perfect cheese cracker. And you put a piece of provolone on there, you put a piece of, uh, of, uh, like the, Cheddar, cheddar, pepper jack. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you, pepper jack. You, uh, yeah, you can throw anything on there. It's good on a triscuit. Take a slice of pepper jack over a slice of brie any day. Oh, yeah, take a hunk of pepper jack. Good shit. Pepper jack's a nice one, yeah. Yeah, I do like to just buy like, a random cheese once in a while just to give it a shot. But it's got to be something like it's got to be something like that where it's got hot, the chilies in it or something. But yeah, no brie for this guy. You won't see me doing brie. Yeah, that's probably that's the number one I can think of most pretentious cheese off the top of my head. There's a lot of them though. Yeah, well, I I need I need some more. I need to hear you go nuts on a couple of cheeses. <laughs> Just so hear me. Keep, keep your eye open when you're going out to these places and uh, let me know what 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 cheese. Let me see if hey, you know what. No pretentious cheeses on Guy Fieri's menu. That no, right that's one thing. Guy yeah. Guy Fieri is uh, no, he's not gonna hit you any brie. I'll tell you that. No. Nope. It's all cheddar, Parmesan, mozzarella. That's it. <laughs> it's like, Moz- yeah, mozzarella may be a little too much for Guy Fieri. Maybe just ch- cheddar. <laughs> cheddar in American. That's Mar- yeah, yellow American or white American. What do you want? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> least, white least, or yellow. Least pretentious cheese is American cheese. I mean, that's just... Uh, I, think, I think American cheese might be the most underrated cheese. That's what I get on a burger. I like American cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know some of you puts American cheese on, like, when they do homemade Italian combos, they do the American cheese because they don't want, like, the overpowering of the provolone. Oh, really? It's I, good. I, it's good. 
it's, I'm sure it's not bad. I go for, I go provolone though. Yeah, I'm provolone too, but I don't, I don't, I'm not anti-American cheese on it. It's, it, it does its job, stays out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, American cheese is very good. Yeah, I don't like when I don't like when people try and downplay American cheese. It's like, all right, we know. I mean, there are some very good cheeses. So you know what I mean? Like provolone is excellent. No, I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm not saying it's the best cheese. No, no I'm not it's saying it's, it's the best. Cheese. It's heartwarming how patriotic you are towards American cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it gets, it gets, uh, it doesn't get the, the the burn it deserves. Twinkle in your eye when you talk about American cheese. And it's got to be the white American cheese, the yellow one. Yeah. I don't call it yellow American cheese. That's combined. Yeah, I agree. Saint, I Saint agree. McDonald's. You know, I agree. You don't eat. Uh, I mean, you probably haven't had a grilled cheese sandwich in a million years, right? Uh, uh, no, I, I, I make grilled cheese over the, over the winter, maybe once or twice. All right. Nice. When did I make grilled cheese? I don't know. It was within the last couple of years I had, I made right. grilled cheese. Oh, nice. Okay. So you're, you're Put still, a little tomato you're, on there. You're still in the game to bacon. Tomato's good. Bacon is good. Grilled um, cheese. Pull maybe a little thin slice of ham. Oh yeah, that's nice. Gotta be a nice, like, nice, thin slice. No, no grilled cheese is a great sandwich. Haven't had a patty melt in a minute. That's a good use of cheese right there. Patty, like a tuna melt. Yeah, it was a it's a burger, but pressed. Basically. Oh, patty melt. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's on white bread, I think. Not on a like a not like a uh, hamburger bun. That's a on, on white toast. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good sandwich. Do like a yeah. good patty melt. I think you put. Oh, maybe put some of the uh, the onions on it, like the cooked onions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's white it. toast. That serves its purpose, man. For a burger. Yep. That's that's when it serves its purpose. The white bread. I went to uh, lose lunch a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is maybe like two months ago now. At this point, it's been a while. Did you intro- Did you introduce a? Uh, Anybody to it or no? I was by myself. <laughs> got two got two burgers. They two just, burgers. I, potato I, salad. Uh, no, because I was I didn't stay or anything. I just gonna my car was in the shop. I was walking around. It was it, it was opening in like three minutes. Um, and there was a little bit of a line. I was like, I'm going and getting getting two burgers and a in a birch beer. That's what I got. Next time, go a little potato salad to go. All right. They put they give it to you in a little styrofoam cup. All right. The potato salad is tremendous. They make they they put it in a five gallon bucket. They scoop it out like oh. ice cream. It's great, oh. tremendous. This is my only goal in there is to not look like everybody else in there who is a fucking tourist. Like there's everybody. <laughs> uh, people are looking at like all the scratchings on the walls and shit. Like oh, huh. like so somebody just fucking doodled on the on the wall thirty years ago. It doesn't matter. It's not historical. It's just fucking yeah. Like, it's graffiti, pal. Yeah, New Haven. New Haven. Has a very touristy element to it because Yale's right there, and you have all the colleges in there. Yeah, but yeah, there is something to be said about wanting to uh, get in and out of these places. You know, the pizza places down there, same thing. But yeah, when you go into Lou's Lunch, okay, for anybody who hasn't been there, just two burgers with the works yeah. and get out of the way. Yep. Okay, tomato onion with the cheese, and that's it. And don't ask them to do it. The whole I've never brought my wife there because she she won't eat the burger a little little red pink. Yeah. Yeah. And they say you could ask, but like I don't want to go in there with somebody who's gonna 
yeah. Ruffles. Like I understand. I when I cook my burger at home, I I don't make it that red. Right. But I I kind of just respect the way they do things there. That's yeah, that's how it's done. Like I wouldn't put cheese whiz on my burger either, but that's the way they do it. I, I mean, they invented the goddamn burger. That's that's the way they do it there. That's the way I'm eating. It's yeah, I want I want to get the authentic the authentic burger. Right, I don't want to drive it at all. Absolutely. But yeah, so it's a quick quick order. Don't ask questions. And I think ordering a birch, you know, ordering the birch beer helps too. I think people know that people from the area order the Fox and Park birch beer, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I get when I go in there. That's like the birch beer. That's like when you go to Peppy's and order a picture of Genesee, like they know, okay, these people are locals. Right, no one that's coming from out of state, like New York or something, is ordering Genesee. They don't know what, yeah. Yeah. They don't know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's kind of, yeah, those little... uh, uh, little hints that you're giving the um, the wait staff not to spit in your food. Yeah, there's something to be said about knowing how to order somewhere. Now, if you are the tourist, though, do you like? Let's say you're out of your element, you're out of state. You could be maybe across the country. Mm. Do you kind of lean into being the tourist? Like, what I'll do is I'll kind of ref- uh maybe I'll make it known like first time being here. What do you recommend instead of being, instead of just going full tourist and being like, what is um this over here that I can't pronounce? Like I'll kind of just lean on the, on the waitress who I'm assuming is local. Be like, what do you recommend? How do, how do we do it? Um, like walk me through it. So I don't sound like a fucking dummy. Right. Well, like a place like Lou's, you have to be prepared to go in because it's a fucking burger place, right? It, there's not much, you ha- there's not much you can order in there. You got to be a little bit prepared. Because you can't do you, – you can't <laughs> – There's no, like, extensive menu. Like, you can't – it's not like McDonald's where you could be like, uh, like, it's right. a burger. You're getting a burger. Yeah. I, I might – if it's a place like that, I might just say, it's my first time here. Just how, how do I – you know, yeah. See, I would do exactly what you said. How, what do you recommend? I'll take, what, I'll take what you suggest. Like, how am I – I don't know how to do it. You do it. It's fine. Um, you, what you can't do is sit there and talk to the people at a place like Lou's because – there might be some local behind you who's waiting to go pick up his fucking car. So just shut the fuck up and get your order in. All right. And get back to class, please. So yes. And there's no one thing people don't have that I've noticed is they have no rhythm to how they order. They'll just keep adding on shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll be like, I'll take two burgers. Is that be it? Um, yeah. I'll have a potato, a potato chip. <laughs> uh, what kind uh, what kind? Um, what do you have back there? Yeah. Be- uh, uh, what do you and what do you guys want? You want a potato uh, chip? Oh, uh, one more burger. <laughs> one more burger. Oh, I start to fucking bite my tongue, man. Oh, yeah. me. I'm. I treat every place I go into when I'm ordering food like that. If it's a, I treat it like soup Nazi. Oh yeah. If you get get sit, be be prepared. Have you? I, ma- I make my order. Step aside. Yeah. Pay you, and I wait patiently that's it yes i don't want to be an inconvenience to anybody behind me anybody in front of me the wait staff anybody that could fuck with my food get in get out like it's a mission yes yeah that's it that's the way that's the way it should be oh yeah read the menu as you're ordering oh it could be it could be intimidating going to a place like that i will say though first time because it happens fast you gotta yeah. order fast but it is a burger place so, i mean there's not much else you could order 
Yeah, if you're a sit-down place or even better, like I take a bartender's word over just about anybody's word. Like that's like, that's, you know, that's okay to have that, you know, elongated conversation about the place and what they recommend. But yeah, burger place, come on. I mean, you're going, you know, they invented the burger, so you're going there for the burger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got to be a little prepared. Yeah. Uh, and stop at, just don't ask for ketchup. I mean, I think there's signs all over there saying don't ask for ketchup, right? So, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, you, you would think if you're going in there, you know a little bit of a, I guess it is a little soup Nazi ish. <laughs> yeah, it is. I wonder, I wonder, I'm sure it happens. Like, what, if someone asking for ketchup, I wonder how they end. They point, 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 to the, point to the sign with like a nasty look. Tap it, maybe tap the sign a little bit. I wonder where that came from. No, no ketchup. Uh, Ruins the flavor of the burger. Our burger's so good, just a tomato and onion. That's all you need. Yeah, that's probably it. People, there's people who shit on ketchup. Like, oh, it's a like you shouldn't have it if you're over like 11 years old or something. See, I'm. I'm not on board with that completely, but I, I don't like – I don't I go easy on the condiments when it comes to, like, a burger or uh, anything, really. Yeah. A, a hot dog. No, I'm dripping off. No, I do, I do ketchup for – I really only use ketchup probably for a burger. Uh, like, my wife uses it with eggs and stuff. I don't use ketchup with eggs. I'm not, I'm not into that. I would not put ketchup on a hot dog. I'll put mustard on a hot dog. But even that, just like if I'm at a baseball game, strip of mustard. That's it. Like I, I go easy with the condiments. You don't uh, loop it? Nah, one strip. One landing stripe. strip. That's <laughs> it. Try, try. Yeah, watch too much TV. I try and do like a commercial. With the, with the uh, yeah, I, I, um, so yeah, I, I could – I'm not anti-condiment, but I, I do understand – no, just ketchup. Like I, don't, I, don't general, even, I don't even really use – you don't use it at all? No, no, I do. I like ketchup. Oh, there's, oh. there's people who think, like, ketchup is, like, a kid's condiment. I get that kind of, but I don't know. I don't really use it too much with fries either, like, mm, here yeah. and there with fries. Yeah, yeah. go with the fries. You do, so you don't even put it on the potatoes then, like, uh, breakfast? <laughs> no. No? Oh, I got it. I definitely do it on a ton of potatoes. No, maybe I'm not, I'm not anti. Maybe I'm a little more anti ketchup than I realize. No, because I I mean I use I put it. No, on you, a sound, you sound. I like open, it on a burger. You sound open to ketchup. Open minded when it comes to ketchup. I'm not yeah. the biggest ketchup guy, but I do like. It. It's always in the house. I mean, it's always in the fridge. Ketchup's not pretentious. No, ketchup's not pretentious at no. all. <laughs> relish, maybe. Yeah, not a big relish guy. I do like kraut though. Sauerkraut on a hot dog, I like. I don't do kraut on the hot dog. It's weird. I, I only, the only time I ever eat kraut is on a Ruby. Well, it's good there, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I think I've talked about this on the show specifically. The Reuben is almost the perfect sandwich to the point where I don't really eat sauerkraut, and I don't really like uh, Thousand Island dressing. But you throw it on some rye bread with some pastrami, and it's the perfect sandwich. It, it almost ever, doesn't make sense. I think we ever talked about that before. Really? Yeah. No. I've again, your eyes are lighting up for at the thought of a of a Reuben, and yeah, how, it, how peace it, in the Middle East, man. I think we did talk about this. It could it could create peace in the Middle East. One Reuben. 
I don't think so. They don't eat that stuff, right? They don't eat exactly. Right. Let's <laughs> fucking get on board and get with the times. God damn it! Come on. Yeah, but if, right, if, if yeah, if if uh, sauerkraut and Thousand Island the pastrami can get along in your stomach, why can't they get along in the Middle East? It, exactly. It's, exactly. It, like, what do you you eat Thousand Island dressing with anything else besides a Reuben? I don't think so. No. What is Thousand Island dressing like? French dressing? Isn't it just ketchup and mayonnaise or something? <laughs> is it? I don't know. Yeah, French that's one dressing of the, that's is a, a terrible dressing. A French of, is probably the worst dressing. I don't think I've ever had French dressing. I don't think I don't think I've ever had French dressing because of the color, right? The orange color. Yeah, it's off. gray area of dressing right there. I don't even, yeah, it looks like it looks like it's mixed with something it shouldn't be mixed with. Just I, yeah. just I just stick with oil and vinegar. I don't even do like I don't do ranch or anything like that. I do I do ranch once a year maybe. Peppercorn ranch. Sure, if it's a, if it's available. That's like my once a year dressing. Yeah, I only do I only do well in vinegar, really. Yeah, for salads. But yeah, peppercorn ranch is like a treat. Treat myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the pepper and the peppercorn you, ranch. I'll have the peppercorn ranch. I've had a tough week. Yeah, <laughs> I owe it to myself to have the peppercorn ranch. Make it a double. Make it a double peppercorn. Pepper, peppercorns are good in any aspect of uh, food. I don't know. I don't know how you want to use them, but they've never hurt. They've never hurt a meal. The peppercorns. No, correct. I like the peppercorns. Yeah. So I gotta make a gimlet on Thursday. I think. I think when we come on the show on Thursday, I gotta make a gimlet. Game three. Game we'll be three live for game yep. three. Yep, game three, and uh, it's, it's gonna be day one of the pump the Palmetto Championship. So it's pretty. It's Dustin Johnson we playing. It's kind of a big John Rom. I don't know. John Rom's DQ'd. Uh, US, US Open next week, though. So we, we do I'm have back a, player of the year. We do have a legit tournament to look forward to. <laughs> Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. The so. Tiger Woods Memorial. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, Freddie Couples is wait, Freddie Couples is using his caddy now or something. Uh, the dude he, from the documentary. Fluff? No, not that. Not not Fluff. Is that his name? That guy? Uh, there was one guy named. There was one guy. The guy who got the guy who uh, got fired. Oh uh, no, not that guy. I know you're talking about. No, not him. No, I guess he's. Just, I, I guess couples have used this guy years ago. Tiger used him recently, and now the Tiger's hurt. Freddie got him back. Hmm. No, whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Freddie Couples. Uh, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not our audience. <laughs> When's Tiger coming back? Who knows, man? I don't, I don't know. Is he, is he walking yet? I think they held out on that on that crash. Was there something they're not telling us, or was he just going too fast? <sighs> There's a lot of rumors going around. A pill bottle maybe was in there. Yeah. It's it's. Is it L.A.? I mean, it's California, right? They, they, do, they do special shit for celebrities out there all the time. For sure. They protect their own. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd, if I had a guess, I'd say something got something got lost fishy. The, yeah, something got lost in the, uh, in the report. Like a Chapaquiddick situation. 
Yeah, they didn't lose a body, I don't think, but yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, he's lucky that nobody else got hurt because if, if – Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Then, then it all would have to come out. Or, I mean, whatever. Or, if, or it might not come out, but he'd still be, you know, blaming Tiger for whatever he did, and he's got to deal with all that shit. But he's lucky that nobody else got hurt. Yeah. What, what is the opposite of heartwarming? Like, what's the opposite, like, turning your heart to stone type thing? Like what is the opposite of heartwarming? Like what's the what's the, what's the dis, what's the term for when something disgusting just absolutely makes you feel like dog shit about the world and life in general? So, um, heartwarming, spine crushing. Hmm. Not this is not quite spine crushing. Oh, whatever. This is this just fills me with disgust. All right. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it was Robert Kraft's 80th birthday today, or this weekend, I guess. So that's disgusting in its own in its own way, right? But you saw the, that Jay Z and a couple other and Meek Mill and somebody else gave him uh, a Bentley for his birthday, and there's like there's video of him like receiving it and like everybody being like, "Oh, look, he's so excited to get this fucking car." Like I don't want to see a heart. It's not heartwarming to me to see this old fucker, this old billionaire fucker piece of shit owner of the fucking worst franchise in the history of sports getting a Bentley from fucking I, I, I think I got to cancel Jay-Z fucking giving Robert Kraft a Bentley yeah Jay, that's Jay-Z kind of Jay-Z forgot where he came from that's cancelable can't do Michael that. Rubin Meek Mill I did re- I got like an alert on my phone about this I feel like oh uh yeah I don't I don't understand why I don't understand the point. Well, it's a birthday of, gift. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> why? Why do those guys? I don't know. Why? What are you doing hanging out with Bob Kraft? Yeah, you gotta give him a fucking Bentley. That's why I canceled. I canceled Bon Jovi years ago for hanging out with the Bob. Same Kraft. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is, it this is, is bullshit. It has pissed me off that they fucking framed it as like this. Special moment between friends, like fuck you guys, fucking Bentley gifting. Fuck, I want to. Yeah, Jay Z's gonna. Jay Z's got to take a hit for this. That doesn't. He's bring, getting knocked down. He's getting knocked on a few pegs for this. Doesn't bring him any fucking joy to see that. Isn't Meek Mill the one who did time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was. Re- I did like a little reading on it, and Robert Kraft like visited him in prison, and it was like a big thing about prison reform when he went to go visit him. I mean, Bob Kraft knew the fucking president. Didn't get fucking shit done. So, don't tell me about what you want to do when you had your opportunity. And didn't do anything, dickhead. Yeah. The hell with the hell with Bob Kraft. To have, to help, maybe Tiger Woods will take you for a ride in your Bentley, asshole. Ah <laughs> oh, man, eighty years old, unbelievable. Bentley. Yeah. Bob Kraft drives. He's a billionaire. Like, forget about his age. Like, do they, does he even drive? Number one, let's not discredit the fact that he's eight years old. Why, yeah, he, he, I hope he does take the fucking test if he does drive. Go down DMV, Bob. <laughs> take is that a new law? There, I don't know what the age is, but you do have to retake the driver's test at a certain age. Is that a national law or is it state by state? Um, I would guess state by state. I've heard stories of like people going to their elderly test 
and mm-hmm. like they'll go with their kid or something and they'll and like they'll, they do like an eye test and the kid like this is years ago like, i probably couldn't do this now but the kid would like feed them the answers like oh, whisper, yeah. like, whisper the answer like they had to look at it on the way up there and like give you know okay the lower the, the lower level is you know e-m-z-q-p yeah so it's either feed them the answers or you get stuck driving their old ass around that's why they're feeding them the answers. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I've heard stories about that, but uh, I don't know that. Um, I, I don't know what our laws are, but I know that I know you do it to take someplace. Someplace oh. you have to. Read All right. So yeah, Bob, get down to the fucking DMV. How do we do that? Can we call him out on that? Can we? Can we get him? Can we somehow alert the authorities that there's an eight-year-old dude that might not have taken his test? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got so much money he could just go down there and bribe who, he, whoever. Love to get his license taken away from him, though, if I could somehow. I mean, I think I've heard stories about famous guys having to take the driver's test, and they just shit. They paid. Like they failed the first time. They're like, let me just do it one more time. They just let him do it again. Grease the grease their palms and that was it. <laughs> yeah, a guy making eleven dollars. Well, Vinny Chase, you saw Vinny Chase doing an entourage. Remember, he was hitting all the cones <laughs> and shit. <laughs> and he just offered the guy premier tickets and they passed. Him. <laughs> Don't remember that one. That make of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Well, yeah, I guess getting his license taken away is probably too t- too much of a stretch for my goals. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see Bob Kraft driving around his neighborhood. <laughs> when you're that old and you're that rich, you, you got a driver. Yeah, where would he drive anyway? So somebody, somebody comes and picks him up and takes him to Foxborough, right? I'm sure he's got all the yeah. everywhere. He's <laughs> not driving where, to where would, for a like, game. Like, where is he, when is he hanging out at home? Like, I got to go for a quick ride and pick up like a gallon of milk. He's not doing that. Nah, he's worth $7 billion. There's, there's no way. Yeah, you no. reach a point where, like, Francesa has a driver. This is not worth $7 billion. <laughs> I'm sure Francesa drives, you know, he'll probably drive to the supermarket. But I don't know. You just hit a, you hit a point. Why, why isn't the president allowed to drive? I don't know. You think about that? No, I don't know why. I mean, Biden, Biden probably has license taken away. <laughs> Why isn't uh, a president that's uh, under the age of 79 allowed, <laughs> not allowed to drive? I didn't really remember that. that that's, like, I remember when Seinfeld picked up Obama at the coffee comedian show. Yeah. And Obama was like, yeah, they don't let us drive. Like, we're not allowed. Uh, that would drive me nuts. Uh, I guess I'm not running for president because that's bullshit. Yeah, you have a little bit of a different lifestyle. Like, if you have to go anywhere, you're hopping on Air Force One half the yeah. time. Yeah, your schedule is, uh, I mean, you're booked up. Yeah, everything's, I mean, you're eight years, four years of just flat itinerary. I'd love to see a president just get in like a year and a half in and be like, no, nope, no, nope, this is not what I signed up for. This is bullshit. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Going back to the private sector. Like I wonder once you're resume. done being president, do you drive? Probably not, because you have secrets. I mean, you have secret service for life. Remember, Bill Clinton came to New Haven. 
down yeah. there. Owl shop years ago had secret service with him. That's a nice fucking touch. Yeah. Having secret service for life. Your kids get it too. I think certain band members get it. Oh yeah. I think yep. that is right. So your kids yeah. get it. That is a class. That is a nice touch that we're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> right. These fucking assholes don't need yeah, secret nice, service. Nice touch on my, that I'm paying that, that. Don't worry guys. I got it. Taken care of it. All right. Yeah. Former, former presidents. And not for nothing, when you see where these people live, like they're the last people that need Secret Service. I told you I went to go see where Bush lives in oh, Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, gated community, like not community, gated community, gated house, like on the water. Mm-hmm. And there's five SUVs parked outside the house. Yep. Yeah. Well, full, it's a nice, full, per- nice perk, I guess. Full, full of gas. We paid for that. Yeah, AC, probably one idling with the AC on in case you got to go anywhere. Sure. Why not? Fucking, they're not paying for it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, get, yep. get, the fuck, get behind the wheel of a fucking car, right? You know what? Just fucking look both ways for you across the street, asshole. I don't even think the vice president's allowed to drive. Yeah. How far down does this go? I mean... <laughs> What are, we, what are we doing? Hey, dear, I would just I'd probably, yeah, I don't think like the speaker can, the speaker of the house can drive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, probably. But once you get elevated to VP, that's, uh, take the car does, keys do the, print, do the princes overseas, do those guys drive? <laughs> Harry, William? Probably not. I mean, what does Harry probably does? He, 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 he's not a royal anymore. That's why he left, right? Yeah, because he wanted, he wanted to fucking drive again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm so fucking fat. Something came if out you of want, I don't know. If you want to, if you want to, like, these people to, like, act like they're one of us or whatever, mm. I mean, start by letting them maybe drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not public transportation when somebody's picking them up and driving them wherever they want. They're sitting in the backseat doing whatever, twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. No, nah, these fucking royals, man. I mean, get a fucking job, you assholes. You, don't sit, you do nothing. You do nothing. And they pass judgment on people and shit. Like, I just, heard, I just heard in passing, I hate all this bullshit. I just heard in passing today, like, they didn't want Harry to name his kid something, or they wanted to name the give the kid's middle name uh, Diana or something and the, and like the queen, uh, the, whatever the Royals had something to say about it. Are you fucking kidding me? This is what you're doing with your fucking time. Whether <laughs> what the middle name of the kid is shut the fuck up already. That's what you're doing. If you, they, if don't, have, they don't even have last names. Talk about pretentious. They don't have fucking last names. Fucking they're all eating brie, cocksuckers. Oh, they love brie. Can't oh, get enough yeah. brie over there. Uh, I want to just, I want to take, a fucking block of boar's head white American and just bash it over the pink <laughs> head. I have this, you old bitch. Bam. Fuck oh, man. Fuck the queen. There's never been a slice of American cheese in that castle, wherever the fuck they live. Oh, man. No, Cheddar. Not craft. No, there probably has been. It's been craft. He probably flew it over for him. Yeah. That's it. Craft singing. Yeah, I, 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 I can't do the royal family rant. I'll be here all day. Yeah. Rant about those fucks. 
that's it. I don't get it. I was agreeing to not get it. Yeah. Don't want to get it. Yeah. Let me know when one of your one of your kids get married again, so I could turn on NBC at uh, seven a.m. and watch oh, the wedding. Yeah, you watch all these American news anchors with the fucking hats. Katie on. Kirk. It's really it's Katie Kirk has been on the news for decades. <laughs> well, I saw her on Jeopardy, so she was fresh in my uh, head. <laughs> yeah, these fucking people. Like, oh, it's magnificent. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Taxpayers pay for that shit too. Cocksuckers. All right. Well, that's fun. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Do it. We got a lot to talk on the poll show. Save yeah. Your- yeah. Um, yeah. Icing. Icing my vocal cords. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. Yes. Thank you. We'll uh, see you later on in the week. Game three. Bucks Nets. Bucks, Bucks Nets. See you then. But nets. <laughs> Real smooth finish there. <laughs> uh, why'd you have to go mention game three? Blew it. <laughs> yeah, you want to, but you know, you do the close or, or the open. You always want to get some information in there. And then you're like, uh, shit, I said too much. Or I, I, started, I started saying something I have no finish for it. <laughs> but yeah, that's most if, of my sentences. If if ands and buts nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so Islanders, you guys <laughs> want to talk about post game? I post mean, it, it was nice second period, man. That was nice. I mean, that it was a very good second period. After, after sure. that, after that Marchand goal, I was like, that's a fucking cinematic type goal. They needed that one. It was pretty. I hate that little piece of shit. But he did like almost like the Bobby Orr jumping scoring thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "God damn it!" Crowd's going bananas. And then I was watching the game at my at my son's baseball game. I had the game on the phone, watching it. Then when then you know I didn't go pick up his shit for him. He picked up his shit. By the time we got home, four two. I'm like, "Oh, great, nice." Perfect. Oh, so you missed that? All right, yeah, I missed, yeah, I missed the two goals, but. uh you know, they still counted, so. And then held on in the end, you know. they Boston didn't go away. And uh, Islanders took care of business, shut them down. Unbelievable. By the way, real quick, no, I know no one cares about this, but the Canadians swept tonight. Okay. And not that I want to advance the Bruins, but you can't tell me that the NHL, Batman, and the networks are not rooting for Canadians, Bruins in the, in the cup finals. Probably. They have they, – they played seven times in the Stanley Cup finals. Montreal has won all seven. Whoa. Obviously, it hasn't been in a while because they've been in the same conference for years now. But Montreal, Montreal 25-9 and nine against the Bruins in postseason history. Wow. So that would be a uh, – and it's the old – I mean, that's the oldest rivalry in the sport, right? Bruins can't – that's the rivalry, mm-hmm. I think. So right. just something to keep an eye on. That's, if the Bruins get a few calls in game six, we know yeah, why. Fixes in, yeah. I tried the first two goals tonight were power play goals, by the way. So your – the Sunday poor jinx worked uh, in our favor for once where you said, oh, but we both agreed last week that the power play has traditionally been not great for the hours. Oh. Yes. First two power plays he scored. <laughs> well, yeah. 
All right, we'll keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, man, they got Boone's got to go. <laughs> he's he's just so he's so bad. He's fucking sleepwalking through this whole fucking thing. It's a it's a joke. It's a joke, right? We're being punked. Like we're on a fucking TV show. Like we're being punked with this guy. It's an absolute joke. He sleepwalks through this shit. This fucking shit. He has no clue how to handle a team. No clue how to fucking manage a game. No clue how to run a bullpen. He has no idea what he's doing. He's a baseball guy from a baseball family. And that's like the guy you would want, right? You want a baseball lifer in there. You would think you want a baseball lifer in there. No, he is atrocious. He has no instinct for the game at all. He's got no fucking heart. He's got no fucking balls. And he's an idiot. On top of everything, he's a fucking moron. Um, so my state of the union right now. One of many problems. <laughs> yeah. One but, of he, many. but first, get rid of him and just get somebody to fucking, because you're stuck with his roster. So yes. just get somebody in there that can fucking get something out of him. Yeah, I mean, my state of the union right now is for like we have the seven stages of grief. Yeah, I'm at like stage four right now, depression. Okay. And I was reading through the stages of grief, and the 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 seventh, the last one is acceptance and hope. And I'm I'm nearing acceptance, but there is no hope. <laughs> and it's right now. Yeah. It's depression. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I think in this case, acceptance would be just accepting that they suck, and hope would be that, like, in three years, they've turned the roster around enough to to compete again at a, at a high level. Yeah. I mean, my crystal ball was almost – you talk about Sunday Port Drinks. I was almost dead on with this weekend. So I said Boston was going to win Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And that the Yankees would salvage Sunday behind Hermont, which they were on their way to doing. And he got taken out after 84 pitches. Oh, uh, God forbid. A, facing a sweep, you got this guy, and they bring in Lewis Lepke. Are you fucking kidding me? That's Can't wait to play? get Lewis Lepke. Yeah, what's the fucking rush for Lewis Lepke? And Wandy Peralta, because you know, it's in, the, it's in Wandy's contract. He's got to pitch at least five out of seven days. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no innings limit for fucking Wandy Peralta. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's not... I don't know. I'm just, I'm out of, uh, I can't even yell and scream by it anymore. It's just Boone's not a leader of men. Oh God. He's not a leader at all. I mean, you saw it Sunday night, Carlos Mendoza gets tossed. I think it was supposed to be Marcus Timms, but that was, that was embarrassing, man. Like Nevin's going out there with a fucking IV dragging behind him. Basically. Yeah. He's got his fuck. Basically he was in a hospital robe going out there, ass hanging out of the back. Yeah. Lou Brown, the major yeah, league. Yes, exactly. And, and, and you know, and you know, Nevin had strict orders from his physician. Like, listen, Phil, like you no can stress. go back to the bench. All right. We advise, you know, we'd recommend you don't go back to pit, you know, to coaching third base because that could be stressful mentally and physically. Yeah. But it'd be good so to just, team though, yeah. Yeah, like you could be around and understand you want to be there for the guys. But yeah, just go back on, on the uh, on the bench, you know. It could be really stressful on the body. So just Sit there, and you know, like his physician, like woke up Monday morning. He's like, ah, I couldn't trust this fucking guy. Storming <laughs> the field with an IV in his in his arm, yelling, it being held back. 
Like, Boone's just got to push him out of the way and get in the umpire's face and get Phil Nevin's money worth for him. And say, I got this, Phil. And get in the guy's face. He's sitting there like his fucking, like, like one of those guys with uh, John Gotti just kind of there to hold his coat for him. Yeah. All right, John. All right, Big John. You had a couple too many to drink. Let's go. Come on. Like, <laughs> you're like the fucking. Fredo. You're the fucking. Yeah. Go get the fucking car, Fredo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just, I don't want to watch that fucking home run from him again, 2003 home run. They didn't fucking win the fucking World Series that year. It was the beginning of the goddamn end for this team. I want to see him again. I don't want to see that fucking home run. You fucking asshole goes and plays basketball. That prick era comes in. It's, it, this piece of shit is a fucking stain on this organization. I don't want to see that fucking home run again. I'm done celebrating it. I'm done with it. I'm canceling 03s. <laughs> like, I'm taking the win. But we're going to name him, I don't know. We got to think of a, a, the, the, like the unnamed third baseman that fucking hit that home run. Fucking joke, man. I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't want to celebrate any part of this guy's career at all. You're dead to me, Aaron. You're dead. Sleepwalking through this fucking – it, it is disgusting what they do every night. It's disgusting. Getting swept by the fucking Tigers and then putting up what you did against Tampa and, and Boston this week. You guys are an embarrassment to the fucking uniform. And a fucking embarrassment. Uh, did, did you uh, – were you a fan of Boone's comments about why this team hits into so many double plays? Uh, what, I, I heard – what, what exactly did he say? I heard it like in passing. He said, well, um, you know, team – like the better offensive teams tend to hit into a lot of more double plays than everybody else because they have more guys on base. Paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's correct. I don't think it's accurate. I mean, I'm not a statistician. I'm not one of these new age fucking money ball guys. But I don't think hitting to more double plays is a good sign on any level. I wouldn't think so. I, I would think that hitting a double plays is probably not great and not a great sign for your team going forward. But apparently to Aaron Boone, all the good teams do it. Because they have a lot of guys. Imagine Pete, Pete Rose like rounds with a double play, be like, "Great, hey, we're on the right track, fellas." Pete, like the big red machine, like, "No, no, that's everything is working just beautifully." Yeah, and I mean, I don't know what to do about the offense in terms of runs per game. They're fourth worst in baseball, and maybe even worse than that because the Marlins played played today. I think I I think. Therefore, like the Mets, Pirates, and Tigers are the only teams worse in terms of runs per game. 0-18. I saw the number you talked about. 0-18 in games where they give up five or more runs. Oh, okay. That was just that. Okay, yep. And that's – no other team has zero wins. I think one other team was one in something. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to do to, uh, to fix it. I mean, I would start with the manager – I would start with looking for a new GM, but I don't. I just, I don't. I don't think that's even a thought that's crossed anyone's mind. It's not even an option. Definitely not midseason. Definitely not midseason. I mean, who knows about the offseason? But no, there's there's Boone's not going anywhere. So that's why I can't even get that worked up about it. Who knows? Maybe if the wheels really do come off, they get rid of him. But it's not like I was waking up Monday morning like, oh, he's out of here. Because I know, I know that's, not, that's not even a discussion right now that's taking place. And I don't even know who would make that decision, to be honest with you. 
Like you would think Cashman, but Cashman's the one that brought him in. So Cashman doesn't want to admit defeat. And like even the Cashman, because I've had it with Cashman by this point. Like I just, I he just butchered this fucking roster. But who yeah. who fires Cashman? Cashman is Cashman is George right now, and he couldn't yeah. fire George. There's like there's no who fires Cashman. Yeah, there there's nobody. There's nobody there at all that's going to be held accountable for any kind of failure. It's just going to be trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. Like a probably- Cashman's like the kid, the spoiled kid in high school that gets a Beamer. Yes. And doesn't give a fuck. He's like, if I, if I total it, it was, mommy and dad will get me a new one. Yep. Like Cashman doesn't care. Like he can just make any movie he wants. And he's like, ah, I can make, I can make up for that. It doesn't matter. Not a big deal. Something to be said about like, Having that comfortable of job security, it's that it's, you should feel a little <laughs> bit of pressure to fucking win from from somebody above you. Ownership, yeah, and I mean managers do make. I mean, managers make a difference, man. Look at Core in Boston this year; like that guy's made a difference. Like Boone doesn't. I can't really explain it. How the manager, like how Cora has. With a fire to that team, but well, I, mean, I think it's a lot of behind the scenes shit that you don't even really see. I mean, just the way Boone manages, it's he they, they manage the entire season like the playoffs is a foregone conclusion, and like it's just about getting there healthy or something, which is the dumbest thing. I can po- <laughs> play the fucking games, just getting there healthy. Like, yeah, of course it's a concern, but you can't you can't wrap yourself up in bubble uh, bubble wrap. You should fucking go out there and play and hope you don't get hurt. Yeah, and like judge DH and all the time now. Like that was a big factor yeah. in why that pop-up fell in last night in the eighth inning because Frazier's playing right. He's not a great outfielder. And judge should be in right field. Yeah. It's just – yeah, it's, it's little things that just – there's no – there's no sense of urgency. And I think that starts at the top. Ever, ever, but this, to me, not that. Okay, but you, you can go through season understanding it's a long season, and that not every game is like the end of the world. But you go out there every night and try and win. But they don't do that, man. It's like there's at least two games a week where they're like, "All right, take the gas off for this one." Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're content with being. Uh... Average and right now, I mean, they're way below average. But even you know, even when they're going good, they're 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 too content with just being average. Like you're a Yankee, you're the New York Yankees. You're supposed to be elite. Forget about yeah. average. Forget about good. Forget about great. You're supposed to be elite, the and class. it's just the class dis- the it's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting what they've become. Uh, an unwatchable, as unwatchable a Yankee team as I could ever remember. And getting to be unlikable. There was one. Uh, one I yeah, one Sanchez beat out a beat out a like a throw one day. He didn't hit the ball well. Beat it out, like unbelievably. Guys, slow as shit. So he beat it out. Yeah, like, you you beat out an infield, you know, an infield hit. Like you're kind of pumped up, right? But he's sitting there like moping. He's gonna hit the ball hard. Like you fucking got on base, motherfucker. It's a team sport. You're supposed to get on base. Next guy up. You got on base, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it was late in the game, too. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to mope about getting on base? That, just, that shit pisses me <laughs> off, man. It, like, get a little fire in your belly, man. You got on. Who gives a shit how you get on? doesn't matter how you get on. You get on any way possible. And trust yeah. your teammates to kind of get your back. 
Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's just there's a lot of issues, and it's it's not a quick fix. It's I don't I don't I don't know what the solution is, man. But it's not one move. It's not two moves. A lot. There's a lot. A lot of things. A lot of tinkering needs to be done. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely starts at the top, though. It definitely starts with getting a leader in here. But it's not happening, so it's no point in even no point in even crossing that bridge because it's not happening. Okay. Locked into them. They're, they're locked into them. Uh, let's see. Let's check out Aaron Boone's philosophy here. So, Yankees are 13th in the league in home runs with 69. Elite stats right there, right? Good. This is the good <laughs> offensive teams, right? Yeah. Uh, Yankees, 26th in the league in runs. By the way, a couple teams behind them have played fewer games. I'm just saying, like the Na- they had a bunch. The Nationals and Mets had like the first week of the season yeah, taken away from them. The Mets have eight fewer games. Yeah, the Nationals have uh, four fewer games. Yeah, Tigers and Pirates are behind them. Or behind them, a game or two games. But uh, yeah, they're they're terrible. Let's see about they not. Okay, well, here's a redeeming. This could be a. A positive on uh, in Vegas right now. Boone is the favorite to be the first MLB manager to lose his job this season. Well, they don't they don't understand that he's uh, <laughs> he's tied to the organization through blood apparently. So he is favored though. I appreciate their optimism in Vegas, but yeah, now we could go the whole season without a managerial change. That would be, but yeah, still the uh, he's the favorite. Tenth in strikeouts. Now, to be fair, the team that struck out the most, and it's not close, is Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. They no, they strike out a lot. Tampa. Our Yankees are twenty sixth in batting average. Twenty six out of thirty. Yeah, it's not higher, good. Higher than I thought. Um. Oh, this is going to make them cream themselves. They're 13th in OBP on base percentage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love that. Oh, we're on base a lot. There yeah. you go. That's what they're saying. We get on base. Eventually, the hits are going to come. Slugging 371. Yeah, just be patient. Yeah, it's um, – yeah, there is no fix. There is no fix. It's not going to get fixed. You're still stuck. No fix. You just got to – I fucking hate – I hate Boone with a passion, man. I will celebrate when they fire him. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hold your breath, but, yeah, it's just not It's not good. It's, it's, I'm just, it's depressing. It's depressing, what? this team right now. What do you think he has to do to get fired? Like, if it's not getting swept – if it's not the week and a half they just got through – just keep losing. I mean, keep losing to the point where it's Cashman has no choice. You know what I mean? They get swept. They, they, this, what is it? They're on a four game losing streak right now. Four game losing streak turns into a 10 game losing streak. Like, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, they, they lose. They're headed for like a 90 loss season. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I could think of. 
No. Oh, well. Because if they just tread water and they're kind of a 500 team and they're playing 10 games over and they win 85, 86 games, they could easily talk themselves into, well, and then I guess you're going to see how it ends up falling. But I, I just don't – I don't know. I, Cashman firing Boone, it's admitting it's, – it's a, it's, a, it's a knock on Cashman. That's the way you got to look at it. It's not like you're just getting rid of a manager. Cashman's admitting he, he fucked up. He handpicked Boone. They handpicked could, him. So there, but there is a chance there that the Steinbrenner could kind of come down from up high and be like, "That's it. This has gone on too long." Like yeah, I, but how? I mean, how? No, I know, but there's a chance. But there's a there's a chance though, right? Like that's really chance. That's really what you're looking for. You know, to happen, it might be the only way that that happens. If it's not going to be Cashman, it's got to come from up high. Yeah, I guess Howe would have to be the guy. But Howe is just—I mean, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way Howe's making that call. Yeah. Just, just all you need to know is George wanted his son-in-law to take over the team. George had two kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, rest in peace, Hank. Mm-hmm. And how? Who's now in charge? He wanted Steve Swindell, right? His son-in-law to take over. What does that tell you about his kids? He picked a guy. Could have had two guys, his sons, who have his last name, kept the Steinbrenner name going, and he wanted his son-in-law. Okay, that's that's all you need to know. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Fucking Steve Swindell. What the fuck did he do? We could we could have Steve Swindell run the team. He cheat on what's her face, Jennifer Steinbrenner. He fucked up, man. Fucked up. Is that what happened? Was, I don't know. They got divorced. I don't know exactly why. I'm just assuming that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> now we're stuck with fucking Fredo running the fucking team. It's... I shouldn't even say running the team. I'm stuck with Fredo. He's just. It, you know, running the team in name only. He's, yeah. He, he hired somebody to run the team. <laughs> That's basically it. He, just, he hired somebody to watch the store while he, was, while he was doing whatever the fuck. Yeah. Whatever the fuck they do. Which is probably ultimately a good thing. How, you probably don't want Hal making serious decisions. Yeah, but he's got to have his finger on the pulse of this kind of shit, though, right? I mean, the, the, the big decisions, like the... I, I think Hal's... I think he's just half weenie, half moron. I, I think he's a complete buffoon, Hal. That's just the vibe I get from I'm sure he's a very smart, educated guy, okay? But when it comes to this type of stuff, no. So it's completely lost. That explains why him and well, he gets along with Boone, I guess, or why he thinks Boone's the right guy, because he's a half weenie, half moron. But do you even think he's in contact with Boone? I think Hal is so far removed. Yeah. Like yeah. he it's uh the Yankees are just the business venture for how yeah. he isn't he's not watching the games. Yeah, you're probably right. That's disheartening. He's a uh, I just look at how just ugh, dipshit. I'm he just looks like a complete dipshit. I'm surprised there was no press conference today. I mean, what are they gonna? Well, Cashman likes to kind of when when shit gets hot, 
He's done it already. Done it once this year. Shit was getting hot. Yeah, I did like the vote of confidence type thing. Right, and how many of those are you gonna do? I mean, how many times you have to? How many times you have to calm the public down for or the fan base down? Yeah, eventually for, it's just hot air. Well, no, I mean it was hot air. It is. It's, it's only hot air. There's nothing productive about it at all. Yeah. But I was kind of I was half expecting him to come out and make make a make a public statement. But I mean, there's nothing they can do though. There's no, there's not. I mean, they they brought up the kid uh, Gittens or whatever. I guess is where right. we're at. The guy's 27 years old, hasn't sniffed the big league, so I go, I'll bring him up. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, let's hope let's hope we can fucking run to a ball, I guess, and maybe make us forget about the you know the high paid superstars on this team that aren't doing anything. Players were pinning all our hopes and dreams on. Well, I guess they're all high paid. Contracts are coming up for some of these guys, right? Like Glaber at some point and Judge never got paid, uh, right? Glaber and Judge, I would say that those are the two guys you have to make decisions on. I mean, they're not paying Sanchez. They're not. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be Glaber and Judge. Those would be the two. Judge first. They have to make a decision on. And now, though, the spin rate stuff coming down, Cole, Cole's not going to be the same pitcher again because uh, he's part of the problem, apparently. Well, he's – I mean, he's calling – he's got a press conference tomorrow, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's not yeah, – no, I mean, no, who no. calls a press conference? You don't call a press conference if you're innocent, right? No. You just kind of say it's bullshit and you move on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the fact that – he was uh, calling a press conference. Uh, no, it's not. Here's the, here's the deal with uh, Steve Swindell. <laughs> what do you got? June 2005, he was named the successor. Okay. Then February 2007, he was arrested for a DUI. He was driving to his boat where he planned to sleep for the night. So the, they were probably already separated by then if these guys sleeping on his boat. Following month, he and Jennifer released a statement saying they were in the process of a divorce. Yankees bought out Swindell's stake of the franchise in September, and Hal Steinbrenner succeeded him as chairman of Yankee Global Enterprises. Oh, man. So... And elevated the status of Cashman in the, in the meantime. Yes. Made him that much more important to the organization. Could we just bring Swindell back? Yeah. I, back. I forgive him. Yeah. I mean, guy had a, this fucking guy had a few too many. Nobody got hurt. Let's bring him back. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, his marriage is on the rocks. I mean, give him a break. Yeah. She, maybe she was cheating on him. Stem to the fucking boat. Never know. Never know. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, that that's really that sums up everything, man. We're uh, we're stuck. Absolutely stuck. Um, but you never know. Things things could change. Things change on a dime. Yeah, it's going to take a lot. I mean, I don't. I just the, the, the team. The team inspires no faith in me. 
to make yeah. any sort of run. And I feel like if they do ever make a run, they'll be stifled so quick by management. Uh, it's just, or Stan will get hurt. And we saw Stan at, we saw Stan at his best for ten days. Five weeks, ten days. That was it. No, that wasn't five weeks. Yeah, was it two weeks? Maybe ten days. That's it. Yeah, it wasn't very and long. He, and he was unstoppable. The Yanks were winning. And uh, it's just it fizzled, it's fizzled out. It's a comment. It's fizzled out. Yeah, it was quick. It was very quick. He's lost though. He's lost now. Oh yeah, he's yeah, completely lost. I mean, he has a play also, but yeah. So Sunday night baseball, man. You're down two zero in the series to the Sox. They throw a pitch to Odor. How are you not – just, Phil, I got this. Sit back. I got this, Phil. Get out there, man. Get the fuck what? out there. Get in the umpire's face. Are you fucking kidding me? If that doesn't piss you off, where's the savages in the box bullshit from last year now? Yeah, savages. What the <sighs> fuck? Oh, it was two years ago. Get the fuck out of there. Get in the guy's fucking face. He's fucking sleepwalking, man. Moment, moment got a little too big. Moment has gotten a little too big for Boone. By the way, uh, Guy Fieri's wearing a leather button-up shirt, apparently. Oh, is he? I thought it was a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Even that is that is a Guy Fieri shirt if I ever heard one. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. Fork is just about in them. We'll see. We'll see if the rest of the American League lets them hang around or not. Oof. Every everybody's everybody's ahead of them. Yeah, a lot of teams are ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ugly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. Like the pitching's not going to sustain. I don't even know. I I can't even put a positive spin on it. I can't even give an optimistic view at, at all. Like, like how they, like what the formula is to turn around this season. Uh, yeah, I don't have one. That's I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could say the bats will heat up and carry them for a few weeks. Yeah, the most positive thing I could say is the American League kind of comes back to the pack a little bit, and they sneak in and get a wild card. That's that's really the best positive I have. Other than that. I got nothing. They have regressed so much in the Boone years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They had something going, and that's gone. Gone. Because they weren't great last year, man. No, they were not good last year. But And you can talk about Houston and all that shit, but – I mean, back to the matter is, you lost those series. Yeah. Yep. Lost to Boston in 18 and Houston in 19. Those are, yep. They count. Yep. All right. What are they at? So, cold press conference tomorrow. 
Yeah. Should be fun. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy the last, uh, however long these NHL and NBA playoffs last. In Minnesota. Uh, are you, <laughs> this sounds like crazy, but like, so you're not rooting against the Yankees, but when they lose, it's not, it's almost not as bad because you're like, all right, maybe this is like how we get rid of Boone. Like maybe then Boone's gone. Maybe they finally see him for what it is. You know, yeah, I mean, I guess that could be a spin zone. Yeah. Because it is like, it's hate watching them. Like last night, I was miserable watching that game. Just angry. Yeah, I've been mis- I've been miserable for I mean yeah, I've been pretty miserable for weeks now watching them. I get I mean I get disgusted even when they win cuz they do yeah. five different stupid fucking things. Yep. Yeah, it's not it's not good. I can't wait to see the lineup tomorrow. Cannot wait to see the lineup tomorrow. That's like <laughs> that's my afternoon just gets as soon as I get the text with the lineup in it and it's like it starts. Facing a couple old friends too, this series. Oh, we got Hap and Pineda. Pineda tomorrow, and I think Hap Thursday. Great, you know they're they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna mow us down. Yeah, Pineda, you could live with a little bit because Pineda's actually having a good year. Jay Hap shutting you down would be low point of the franchise. Yeah, there's another thing like all this like negative stuff going you know towards the towards this team and and I hitting and double plays. I don't. There's no f you in this team to be like fuck everybody. All the talking this bullshit. We're gonna fucking show you who's who. There's no f nah. you at all in this team. Like I told, like look, look at us now. None of it. They're soft. All of them. Top nah, top. no swagger. Swagger's gone. Any swagger that was there is gone. They have, to do, gone. they have to do something just to, just, just to be like, look, you guys aren't safe. There's got to be something. A shakeup. It can't just be bringing up some dude from the minor leagues. As long as they get traded. A big name has to fucking suffer. They're like, say, look, motherfuckers, you guys are, are – this is your buddy over here? Well, he's going, you know, we're trading him to fucking Kansas City. They'd be thrilled. They'd go, like, oh, Kansas City. I think they're like five games over 500. Be pumped up. <laughs> and then something's got to be done just to like get in their heads, right? I mean, it's got to be something. That's the thing. Like, there's no moves, like, no, nothing, like, nothing to, like, you call it a shake up, whatever. There's not, nothing to kind of shake up the team, like, like, shake them up personally, like, oh, wow, to their, to their core a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't I don't think so. I don't think that's the way Cashman. I don't think so. I don't think it's what he's going to do. Just trust his guys. Just trust his guy. He's just running it back. I mean, he ran it back this year with the same team. Like what? It's, it's what he does. I mean, I would have tra- I would have done something like traded Voight during the off season. He's led the league in home runs last year, but yeah, Cashman just uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Just back. Cashman's plan is backfired. Plain and simple. Yep. Or lack thereof. Or maybe he's got us right where he wants us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Not good. 
Ah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Jesus. 102 more games to go. Is that water or vodka? That is water. You wish it was vodka right now. No. All right. Talking about that fucking team. I'll get get this uplifting episode out to the public now. All right. (laughs) I'll talk to you later, man.